On this week's episode of Hogball, we recap the Duke win, shared our thoughts on the Petrino hire, and reflect on Sam Pittman's fourth year at Arkansas. A lot of stuff has transpired in the last few weeks. A lot. A lot to catch up on. Well, we took off. We took a week off. We did off not do it last week. Yes. Because we were all with family. And so two questions for the table. One, I'll ask for all of us, and then one specifically for AD. Highlights from Thanksgiving week, anything that stood out, and then AD, how many cups of coffee do you got today? Because you got a coffee with you right now. I do. I do. This is. I've actually only had one today. Okay. So this, this is, is your, the is this same your first? one. Yeah, I got a seven brew this morning, and this is the same one. How have so. you been sipping? Slowly? Sipping, warming up, sipping. It goes cold. I sip a little bit and warm it up and keep on sipping, and we're here. Heck yeah. So. Any uh, coffee products out there that want to... Yeah, we need some sponsors. sponsors. Yeah. yeah. I will gladly sponsor you for out. free. What's yeah. your favorite coffee? Do you have okay. a favorite coffee, or is it like... Are you talking about like... It can be company, anything? it can be restaurant. I think be- Onyx is really good. Okay. I think Southern Weather, You're Onyx big, uh, is good. Seven Brew guy too, right? Big like Seven, Seven Brew, Brew guy. Yeah. yeah. I bought a couple merch items from them. From Not- Seven Brew? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got the yeah. hat on, the mm-hmm. Seven Brew hat on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. I like it. Oh, wow, wow, and the shirt. Yeah. 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 Wait. Big oh, sponsor. and the undershirt. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, dude. A lot of Seven Brew stuff. Iced out, baby, and Seven Brew. Anyways, Chase, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was good. Got some good time with... My family, wife's family, uh, it was my dad's birthday, so big 60 last yep. week. So not a lot happening, just mm-hmm. kind of slow, fun time with family. So You were in Little Rock? We were in Little Rock for a few days, and yep. then, yeah, we were with her parents for a couple of days, So yeah. and they're up here, so it was fun. Mine was good. My sister was in town. It's good to see her Thursday. Watched some good football, uh, egg bowl. That, that, that was Thanksgiving. Watched some bad mm-hmm. football on Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was good though. Relaxing, good food. Um, yeah, it was good. How about you? My highlight was obviously family, but going to the game Friday, me and AD went with my dad yes. and we, it, yeah, we got worked, but it was actually kind of enjoyable. I don't know why. Well, mm-hmm. I know why we got to see our, our really good high school friend from Missouri who was there. And so we sat with him for the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Catch up with him, and he was just trash-talking us the entire time. We were really bad. That was was a good quarter. But it almost kind of, like, this sounds weird. I almost didn't care. I was like, like, the season's, like, it doesn't matter. They're destroying us. Let me just enjoy, like, the camaraderie. I feel like even in the atmosphere of the stadium was not as hostile as I thought it would be. It was just kind of like, oh, who cares? We're here. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah, it seemed more of a, like, a fun crowd. It didn't seem like a lot of the... Same type of yeah, you're right. Type of energy, like it just seemed like a cold after Thanksgiving. Hey, we got nothing the game. else to do. Yeah. People, we're at the game. At that point, we're like everyone that came to the game, they accepted we're bad. Yeah, I don't think you know maybe not that bad. I mean, we were <laughs> horrible. But I mean, the first second drive and KJ went and fumbled. It was kind of just like <laughs> okay, so, okay, all right. I mean, people stayed late. Like we stayed until the almost the fourth. Yeah, and it was still pretty packed. Actually, a lot of Mizzou fans there. A lot of there were a lot fans. of black and gold. Yeah, yeah and at the end of the day, like. If you look across the country with that record, with the number nine against a team like that, that's going to happen. I mean, it yeah. makes sense. That game yeah. that went, went the way they did. They're, yeah, they're sure. good. They're very good. Yeah. So, and like we can make make up whatever narrative. Like they're going to play for Pittman because he's back. And it, didn't, it meant nothing. No, no it didn't mean a single thing. But yeah, that, that was my Thanksgiving. But anyways, trivia. Yeah. Trivia question of the week. If you're new this week, uh, I will read the question at the beginning of uh, this podcast and then you'll get the answer at the end. So if you know the answer before you get to the end, uh, let us know in the comments or text me the answer and you'll get a shout out on next week's episode. So for this uh, week's question, this is another multiple choice question. Okay. Um, Of all of our SEC games this year, what was our total plus minus score against SEC teams this year? A ninety minus ninety eight, B minus eighty one, C minus one hundred and one, D minus seventy one, mm. E plus one. Oh, we have another option. Okay. <laughs> well, e. someone guesses. If, e. if someone yeah. guesses that, it might be a new listener. Yeah. Not from. Yeah. Okay. Do you have something? I mean, yeah. we're not we're not answering it right now. But do you? Oh yeah, I have an idea. You got I might it? need you to read off the uh, choices yeah. again. But yeah. Yeah, I would. I have a thought. Not the most fun trivia question I've ever thought of, but. Just it was it is kind of interesting. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um. All right. Let's move on. As I mentioned earlier, a lot of big stuff really in the last four days. Mm-hmm. And we did not meet last week. We did not have an episode. 
So this is the first we we've met in <clears throat> whoa two weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. It feels like longer. It does. It like longer. Um, and let's start it off with some positive notes. Hogs beat the Duke Blue Devils mm. Wednesday night, eighty to seventy-five in a packed-out, sold-out record crowd at Bud Walton. Y'all are both there. Yep. Ranked the game last night in comparison to other Bud Walton moments. And, and at least that, like, we've been to. I know the 90s, yeah. there's, but... Yeah, none of us were to. there in the 90s. I was. Yeah. I was there. Daniel was. Three-year-old. Yeah. Um, for me, that was the most fun environment I've seen there. Auburn was two for me. Yeah. I was not at the Colts game, though. I was so neither. I wasn't I, either. We had a... I can't game. put that up there. Um, for me, that was number one. Auburn was two. Before the tip last night was the loudest I've ever heard any gym. Yeah. Yeah, before the tip, definitely. I actually, I have, I have two games that I, at least in my mind, remember being louder. Uh, one was this was forever ago. This will actually it's probably two thousand nine. It was when Blake Griffin and Oklahoma came here. They were like number ten, mm-hmm. and it was a sold out stadium. It was very loud then. And then this one's gonna, this one's out of left field. Maybe last year or two years ago, we played A and M. At a home game, it late in the SEC schedule, and it was hacked out. I think it was a whiteout as well, and I remember that one actually being louder because there were still some empty seats last night. Very few, very very spread out. But I mean, you're counting point two decibel difference. Yeah. Last night, I mean, was record crowd high. twenty th- over yeah. twenty thousand people. Biggest crowd. There was that one moment. It was, I think it was early second half when there was just like a scramble for an offense rebound, but Brazil. It, Hit, hit a blocker. The, yeah, and yeah. it hit the three or something. Is that? Yeah. Well, there's. Oh, no. Yeah. Two plays that I'm thinking the, of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When Battle we, hit a three on TV, at least, when he hit a three. Kind of like step 60, back? Yeah, yeah. I think he made it 6147 or 6149. Yeah, to go up 14. That yes. one was. It was so loud. I that one was loud. <clears throat> the only other moment I can. Moment of loudness that I can think of that comes close to that was when Caleb Perry got ejected to oh, mm. That was. I was, that was there. We were, yeah, I was that with you. That was yeah. loud. Dude, people yeah. were booing and che- uh, yeah, that was a very loud. And for time. a long time, very long time. That was fun. Yeah, and I think we it, lost though. But yeah, we did. Actually, Actually was that cool. was like the rallying call. Like they started playing so yeah, much they better did. after yeah, they took they off did. after that. Yeah, on TV at least. I'm, I'm sure you all saw after the game, but Bud Walton was trending. Yeah, I, I think when you have because Duke's first time to Bud Walton Arena. I think. I think, yeah, the first time. John Shire's first game as a player or coach in an SEC arena. Really? I didn't know that. Um, So on a national level, I think it was really cool to see all the people talking about it, how loud it was. I think it was 110, 111 decibels at one point. Yeah. I mean, that's 10 to 15 times louder than football stadium. Yeah, and someone said this in our group text earlier, and he's probably right. Shout out, Max. The way the game went, when you got up 14 – it kind of turned into more of a nervous crowd, mm-hmm. like a, yeah. like just hang on, like just please, yes. When you got to stop, it was kind of more of a sigh of relief than like a mm-hmm. loud ringing, mm-hmm. you know. And when we get loud, was the play I, that sticks out to me, and we we'll get into the actual game in a sec, but um, or I guess now when so there was a play with about three minutes left, and they were getting back into it a little bit. I think they'd cut up to like ten or nine, and we just gotten to stop, or they may just score. We come down on a half court offense, and the ref blows the whistle and for the clean yeah. the court. Mm-hmm. Which you do we had not a, do we had advantage unless too. there is a stop. It was four on five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you don't you don't do that. And so we stops play, and then two seconds left on the play clock or on the shot clock, and Brazil hits like a step back three. Yeah, <laughs> and drills it. And to me, that was the play of the game because it got you a little bit more comfort. Mm-hmm. Um. They were kind of having a comeback, were, yeah, a little bit of comeback. Yeah, they kind of had a little bit of comeback, and they did even after that, too. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought that was the key moment. And like you said, the battle three. I mean, battle was... Dude, he was on one. Incredible. On one. Yeah, he was... Hey, he's got a little bit of... Musselman said this last night. He said him and uh, J.D. Note may be related because he's got a lot of shots where you're just like, yeah, you're oh, like, no. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> but it worked. A um, yeah. couple stats from last night. Shot 49% from the field. I think over 60% the second half. Uh, nine of 22 from three, but a lot of timely threes. Yes. Uh, 19 of 30 from the free throw line, 17 assists, 10 block shots, and 11 turnovers. I think they had seven turnovers. Um, 
environment was crazy, like we said. Just kind of initial thoughts we've kind of already said. Who do you think was the MVP of the game? Because I think you could say two people were the MVP of that game. I think battle from a scoring perspective. I mean, I think battle in Brazil. Although I will say, I think from an underrated, I think Chandler, Chandler Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. I mean, dude. Yes. I, yeah. I I'm, think he had some winning plays. I think uh, early in, there was a play in the first half where I think we were down, I think it was 29 20. It was when Davenport hit back to back threes. He had a rebound and then he had a tip out to get the offensive rebound. It was a missed shot, tips it out, and then he sets the screen for Davenport to get open on kind of a. That end of the, the half wing. with Davenport. By the way, Davenport's got one of the prettiest shots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I that dude, he, I feel like he can go for eight. He can yeah. go for like 24. He might go 0 of 10. You never know. Chandler Lawson was big. And I'll, I'll admit to saying this. When he when they announced the starting lineups, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I love him starting. Yeah. It made sense because of height. And, but, I mean, he we had 10 block shots as a team, and he had six. Yeah, he had 7.6 blocks, eight rebounds in 29 minutes. That's That's good. And he was... Fine when he got the ball. You get yeah. a little nervous when he gets it, but he, I feel like he knows mm-hmm. what he's good at. Yeah. I would love to see how many points Filipowski had on him compared to other players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the first half he had one point, Filipowski, mm-hmm. and then he ended up with like 25. Yeah, like 20, but there was that big portion of it where uh, Mitchell was either guarding him or mm-hmm. Graham, Graham or even. I don't know if Brazil ever guarded, guarded him, but yeah, Chandler Austin was awesome. I'm actually going to say L. Because not from a stat standpoint, I think he only ended up with like nine points. But he had like six points before the free throws at the end of the game, but they were all very timely buckets. Mm -hmm. It was like all at at like the perfect time. And when he's aggressive getting to the rim and getting past the first line of defense, it just opened up shots so much. Like we didn't have that in Atlantis at all. It was one-on-one Tremont Mark, who we didn't Mm -hmm. play with, trying to score 30. And so uh, I loved Al. I also loved uh, Blocker's energy. Oh, man. He made he, some dumb plays yeah. toward the end. He made some freshman plays. He might be our most athletic player other than Brazil. He, I don't Brazil know if he could have been much better. If you take out the last two minutes yeah. of the game. Dude, he was. He can get by his guy every time. He's starting to get confidence at finishing. Mm-hmm. He's a dog, dude. Here's what, what another thing L. Ellis did. I watched it back. watched it back twice today. But the full game? Yeah. Um, watched it this morning when I woke up and then a little bit before I came over here, but um, what he did so well, like you said, he beats his man pretty easily. But if you go back and look at his drives in the second half, almost all of them came after we had made a three. Mm-hmm. And so their guys are starting to cheat out on our mm-hmm. three point shooters and he can beat his guy and get to the paint. Yep. So he'll make a drive to the paint. Now they're sagging back off their guys. Mm-hmm. And you get threes. If your point guard can make those kind of plays, it opens up the whole court. Yeah. And he was so good at finishing with monsters in there. Yeah, dude. I do have a question of strategy because this didn't make sense to me. And we stopped doing it in the second half. But in the first half, we were doing like a, with our big men, they weren't exactly playing man on their guys. They were playing like a a shadow, like a shadow, like zone at the Mm -hmm. top of the key and then down there. Mm -hmm. And I guess it worked because their big man wasn't making threes. But there were a lot of times where I feel like Duke had the ball wide open at the top of the key. Yeah. What do y'all think about that strategy? We we got out of it, but was that an effective strategy? I think there were two missed strategies by each by each one by each team. I think that one, I don't know if that was a missed strategy more than I think we just got lost some. Mm-hmm. I think it worked a lot. It did. That, that guy could not shoot. And you got in his head, he's a freshman, I think. Yeah. And it was like, oh. Is that Mitchell? Mitchell. Yeah. Mitchell. Yeah. All he wanted to do was get to the rim. Yeah. And he's just standing outside of the paint with nobody. He's probably a college kid's going to shoot that every time. Yeah. Even if the coach is telling him not to, he's wide open. Yeah. So I do think that worked. But then they figured out how to get around it. And then yeah, they we were got, using him as a screen because then you weren't yeah. hedging off it. And it's right. like, oh, okay. And then you're getting L. Ellis matched up <laughs> against him. Yeah. yeah. Against him. I think that was, we fixed it, like you said. Mm-hmm. I think what they did wrong, I don't think they could have, should have played zone as long as they did. No. We, we looked lost a little bit at the beginning, but we were getting wide open threes. We were passing, we're, well, they weren't even doing like middle cuts. No. Their guards were playing so high up yeah. that you can swing it to the corner. Yeah. I mean, I know we missed some, but you can literally get that shot almost yeah. whenever you want. Battle had multiple in the corner he missed. Yeah. Davenport made two of them. Yep, yeah. Uh, Brazil made one of them. Yep. Uh, I must say that press conference, they had a play. They, 
they have a normal play called fist, which is kind of their normal offense, that mm-hmm. high pick and roll that Mustard yep. likes to run. They had a Duke fist, they called. So instead of running it from the top of the key, he comes kind of below the baseline yep. and then kicks back out to the sideline. He had that shot. Yeah, he, he made that three or four times. Yeah. yeah, and it worked. I yeah. think one of the – so if you were to tell me, ask us before the game, would you like Mark to play or not, I think obviously we'd, we'd want Mark to play. However, that being said, if you look at the Memphis game, the UNCG game, North Carolina game, our assist-to-turnover ratio was yeah. very poor. We had seven assists, 18 turnovers. Memphis, 6-12 and 12 against North Carolina. and It was a lot of one-on-one. On one. A lot of one-on-one. On one. Ball-dominant player. Now, we needed that. He basically won us the end of the game with Stanford. He kept us in the game at North, Car- or North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a really good player. I think it actually had less to do with him and more so Musselman stated this when he was talking about going through film. More so drilling it into the heads of like, guys, this is a problem, and we need to move the ball. And last night, mm-hmm. uh, we ended up with, I think, how many assists did we end up with? It's 17 assists last night. Yeah. Most of the year. And 12 turnovers. And like four or five of those turnovers yeah. came to the end of the yeah. halves. So I think it was less so to do with more, more so to do with guys move the ball. Battle, I think, did a great job. Other guys were looking for teammates, cutting. Mm-hmm. I think it was great. Uh, it's not perfect by any means. There's still issues, but it was a improved performance from Atlantis. There was there was clear work done in practice to make sure that we were moving the ball. How many points do you think was Bud Walton worth last night? If that if at that least, game is on a neutral court, I think it was at least yeah. ten, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, I would say eight to ten, probably. Even from a free throw standpoint, they missed. Yeah, before the uh, before the brownie thing, they missed like two or three in a Just row. Just at halftime, Shire couldn't even talk to the lady interviewing yeah. him because he he could after, not hear yeah. the question. He, they, I mean, she awesome. was basically like in his ear, like yeah. in it. Jay Bill okay. said it was the loudest Jimmy's ever heard before a tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you're probably right. Yeah. I was gonna say six to eight. Yeah, I think on a neutral court, you have to play probably. You got to make more free throws. You left eleven points out there. Six of those were probably at the end, but yeah. let's talk about I the think, end real quick. Yeah, I I have maybe this isn't a hot take, but from being in the stadium, I don't know if it was like this on TV. I think our students really messed us up. I don't know if you you were in the lower bowl, I was in the upper bowl. I was so confused as a fan when they just started emptying the benches with like five minutes left. I, mm-hmm. I said we're this, up like ten. Yeah, and it's like. Are they leaving? What are mm-hmm. they doing? Whatever they did, I ended, they ended up, you know, going to the lower bowl to get yep. on the court. It was almost like doing a Gatorade bath before you secure the victory. I literally said yeah. to uh, who I was with sitting, I was like, this literally feels a moment. We're about to be on SportsCenter, not top 10. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Dude, like, we ruined the momentum. And, and maybe the students, I mean, it's not, they don't know. But, like, five minutes in basketball and 10 points, that's nothing. Yeah. That yeah. is nothing. And they started yeah. having a run. I think they went on like a 6-0 once they started moving. And I wanted someone so badly to like grab the mic and be like, students, <laughs> Guys, go back go to your back. seats. <laughs> like, yeah. Legit go back to, go exactly back to your, where you were sitting. Like, stop. Yeah. Like, this is insane. We have not secured this. And I'm not going to lie, man. I was so mad at the end of the game. I'm glad we won, obviously, but yeah. I was like upset. Yeah, I, I like, think what a big, are we doing? I think mm-hmm. a big thing, if Musk could go back and change it, I think you get blocker out of there earlier he'd had a great game but that's a hard situation for a freshman against duke devo was hurt he put him back in he did devo did fine he great he should have put him in earlier yeah yeah, right i think that was what he would would do differently what devo did that we weren't doing is when you catch that on the baseline or in the corner which we kept throwing to the corner Mm -hmm. you got to go right away yes you you can't stand there and pivot Nope. Which is finally what Devo started doing. Yeah. He would catch it and dribble. Even if you lose your dribble, nine out of ten times they're going to call it foul. Yeah. yeah. Just because that's the situation. And, and press break is one of those things that it's actually so simple, but mentally, if you if they start mm-hmm. like tipping right. passes early, once, you're yeah. like, yeah. oh my gosh. It seems like, yeah. seem like we're kind of waiting. Like, oh, I'm like, what was it battle that got it on that last one? And yes. he was kind of just sitting in the corner yeah. waiting to throw it in the middle. I'm like, dude, you make that pass. You make it. When you get it, you, you throw, throw it. it. Yeah, and I never liked the idea on a press of a big guy throwing it in. No. I, I always yeah. like either your point guard throwing it in or like let Devo throw it in, give it to battle. That guy's usually always open right right after they throw it oh, in. Oh, for sure. Throw yeah, it back to him. You throw it in the middle. I also hate throwing it to the corner. 
Yeah. Avoid. I know that's where they're pushing you. I I get that. I got to say this too. I'm watching it back today. They had a great press. They were very good at that. They were. Three really good yards. Yeah. And long. Yeah. We could not make cross court passes. And we did once to blocker and he was just standing there like it was a Hail Mary. Mm Mm-hmm. Just standing there waiting on it. I I'd, I'd really like to. I loved getting Filipowski out of the game, though. What four minutes yeah. into the game? I thought that was big. Yeah, that's what I, I do love about Must, and he even said it in his press conference. I don't know how many coaches would even say that. Like, yeah, that was our goal is to get him. Well, if Falco. you don't have Mark, you even the you even the game yeah. by taking Filipowski out. Now that now we're without our best score, you're without your best player. So, I also think one one um, thing that we're doing. That that Mus is on the sidelines. Sidelines, at least he's talking about. It. You can see him doing it. Two things, actually. One, I noticed, especially in like the UNCG game, some of the other losses we had. We are uh, our hands when we play defense are at our sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not every possession, but a lot of the times, that's a small detail. But when you got athletic guards out there, like a Devo, like a blocker, like a Davenport, when your hands are outstretched and you've got a 610 wingspan that makes such a difference especially when you're playing against smaller guards mm-hmm. the other thing too is last night I feel like we did a better job simple but we did a better job closing out to the shooters mm-hmm. um, we left guys open sure but more so you should be closing out as the ball is arriving to the shooter should not be arriving after he's already caught it you mm-hmm. should be arriving as he's catching it yeah and it's a small detail but it they shot what 35% last night I think and, um, yeah, our defense, I thought, was better. Transition defense still wasn't great, but when we're set, I thought it was was better. Made it tough on them. That game was a glimpse of who we could be, yeah. like, at our best version. And I will, and we don't have time to talk about it right now, but I am I am a little concerned to see how Tremont Mark comes back and fits in. Because at Houston, he was a role player. Mm-hmm. But we've brought him in so far and said, you got to be our all-in-all guy, and... I hope he's able to morph back in to a role that really helps. I just think it's, it was such a good opportunity last night with him out. All the guy when you're building a team with all these new players, give the guys chances, give them confidence without someone that is going to ball dominant, go score. Yeah, but you need to play as a team, which yep. we did last night. And we saw it, 17 assists. Yeah, I was thinking that last night. With about 10 minutes left, and we'd gotten a good, I think that's when we went up about 14. I was thinking about Mark. Who would he go in for right now? He wouldn't no. be in for L because he was such a good point guard last night. You're It'd not taking battle out. Davenport. Yeah, but he didn't play much. Unfortunately, it also half. might be Blocker, which that's who I, that's what I was thinking of with Blocker. But he, I thought he did such Dude. a good job last night. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something <laughs> crazy. I text y'all this legit. I think he might be one of our best players, if yeah. not our best naturally. He just I don't know if he has confidence yet, and he's mm-hmm. on a team of fifth year seniors. But he's 18, and that dude, he's a it was, beast. It was nasty, that uh, movie head on the baseline. Yes. when he There was two guys, it, Ryan yeah. Young, yeah. and he went in and out. I was yeah. like, ooh. And he was like, ugh, yeah, yeah, it'll finish. Yeah, he's he's nice. Yeah, he yeah he's fun to watch. Um, all right, last question, and we'll kind of move on to kind of big picture of the season. Is this the biggest regular season win in the last 15 years for Arkansas? Ooh. What would be some... Other ones. Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma. Ten plus years ago. I think some of the Kentucky games, like, end of the year. Reg- oh, regular season? Regular Just, like, season. all regular season. I see. Oh. Yeah, conference, non-conference. Uh, I like I was, the Auburn game. Non-conference. Auburn game would probably. Non-conference, I think it is, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would, yeah. I'd probably say Auburn game kind of rivals it in the sense of a at that time, I just, there was no one liked Auburn. No one still yeah. does. Their basketball team. Um so yeah, that they, one, they were number one. They're number one. Yeah. Kentucky, but, but probably yeah, Kentucky. But yeah, probably top three for sure. Non-conference, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm so, trying. To, I'm yeah. just trying I, to think of other games. I mean, I think even if you take the Duke part out of it, like if you lose that game last night, you're four and four yeah. with some bad losses. That North Carolina loss doesn't look nearly as bad anymore because they were rocking Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee came back a little bit, but they yeah, killed them. They're good. Um. But with a bad loss at home, you're, you just lost two in a row in the Bahamas. I mean, where does that team go if they lose last night with the yeah. environment and the crowd? And then you put in Duke, and it's like, all right. Yeah. And Bobby Petrino was there. And I feel Bobby like people there. were freaking. There's there's an energy just yeah. all over the place. 
Yeah. So I uh, yeah I I agree. I, one or two, I think. Do you think we should have moved up in the Ken Palm? We did not move up last night, by the way. I don't know enough how he. I don't know puts either. It in there, I don't. It, it kind of makes sense. You lose. Uh, UNCG is one hundred and one. You lose there. You beat. I think Duke was thirteenth. Yeah, so it's kind of in the middle. Ken Palm has a lot of. Um, you don't move a lot if you win home games. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot of like a stock on away yes, games. Road. Yeah, I can't remember the exact stat. It's like a momentum thing or a, some type of like that. Yeah. Of, uh, but. Yeah. So that was fun. It was fun. What's the next game? Oklahoma? Big win. Uh, we played Monday or, against Furman. Furman, okay. Who beat Virginia in the tournament last year. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they actually projected to be first in their conference, and mm. UNCG is supposed to be second. So okay. that's great. Oh, they're in the same so yeah. both of those? Yeah. Sick. Okay. I'm yeah. glad we're playing competitive teams. I hope it, yeah. in the end, it, not only are we a better team, but the, the, Racket committee is like these teams are loaded that they're playing. Yeah. Also, shout out our last podcast we got together. Chase said that we hoped at the time because most of them got his hundredth win last night. Mm-hmm. You said last time, Chase, we were on that. Wouldn't it be crazy? Wouldn't it be crazy if most of them got a hundred? Because I would mean you lose to UNCG and go one and two. <laughs> yeah. And hey, you know it happened. It, it happened. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty good game to do it on. That, I was gonna. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Kind of big picture basketball going forward. Five and three right now. One bad loss at home. Two decent losses on neutral courts that really could have gone. Memphis game could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. You don't get the three techs. You probably win the game. North Carolina was pretty much just better than you, but it's not a bad loss. Um, so we have five more non-conference games. Again, four against pretty much automatic, should be automatic wins, and then one against Oklahoma, who I, I don't think is great this year. So it's a neutral game. Um, so just overall feeling so far, uh, eight games into the season. Um, I feel it's a good question because I feel like we should probably six, what are we, five and three? So six and two. I don't think you should lose the UNCG game. Um, but I feel like six and two would be okay. I'd be okay with that. I, I feel a lot better about last night. I think there was a big step forward. Um, in regards to Atlantis, how we played last night. Um, I, you know, I watched a lot of the SEC, ACC challenge games. Kentucky looks good. Um, if Tennessee loses what's-his-face, connect. Mm-hmm. He hurt his ankle at the end of the game last night. Yeah. He's a bit, If he goes out for a little bit, I don't think they're great. Alabama doesn't play any defense. Um, Mississippi State, look, they, yeah, got beat they got beat by Clemson. I think there's a, I think... We have a shot right now to be top two, top three, compete with Kentucky and probably either in Alabama or Tennessee. Um, Mississippi State looks pretty good, and I don't know if that one guy's come back, but he hasn't. Yeah, it's January. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel pretty confident. There's no one. There's no one that besides aside from Kentucky. I'm, I'm not like from an eye test. Like, oh, they're like clear cut, and even Kentucky's not clear cut. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I feel I feel good. You win these last, you know, five games. You're ten and three. Going into conference play, yeah, I feel good about it. I don't, I don't really sound the alarm with basketball. Musselman's never disappointed. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always games and skids where you're like, "What are we doing?" I think if you look at, I'm going to compare us to not last year's team, but the year before and the year before that, because I think we're we're similar in makeup. Because Khalif, uh, Caleb, sorry, and uh, JD have a similar role. Mm-hmm. And what those teams developed over the year, and I think this team got a little bit of it last night, is just like dog mentality. I don't even know mm-hmm. how else to put it. Just like playing hard. We were not as talented as Duke at all, but we we just were more aggressive, especially our big men have been playing really aggressive. I think Layden Blocker is probably our most um, aggressive guard as well, and so I hope he keeps mm-hmm. getting playing time. I would be happy, and this people would be like, what? I'd be happy with over our next five games if we have three wins. I, I'm spe- expecting five, but I, I think I would be happy with three because I do think we have had a stacked schedule. And later on, we'll we'll look back and say... That hey, means we're losing to Furman or Lipscomb? No, no, no. I think Furman and Oklahoma. Okay. I can see those two dropping. And yeah. Furman, people will be upset, especially coming off after Duke. But, like, mm. I watched the tournament game last year. I know they lost their big dude or their, their main guy so... I don't remember his name. Yeah, he was I don't really remember his name, good. but they play the same way Virginia plays. So they play yeah. that uh, pack line okay. defense, mm-hmm. make you play so they make you play their game. Yeah, yeah, which, and they have good guards too, mm-hmm. if I remember. And so 
it's going to be, I think that's going to be a good game. People hear Furman and they're like, oh, that's not a good team. So I'm not, I'm not upset. I like where we're at. We need to get more aggressive, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel good. Uh, I, I like what you said about the comparing. I think one thing that was fun to watch last night, two years ago when we played Duke, and it's all different players. I think Devo was the only player last night from that game two years mm-hmm. ago, which is crazy. But what? how did Duke beat you? They beat you inside physically, just mauled you down there. We did that to them last night. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was what was fun to watch. As Mus yeah. said two years ago, we have to get those guys inside. And even Mitchell played a good game. Mitchell yep. had two or three plays inside that were very – that I don't think he makes last year. No. Especially on offense. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he was good on defense too. But yeah, offensively, um, he made a few layups that were just – he doesn't make last year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I feel good. My only thing, and I guess it's with Mus's teams and maybe it's just college kids, is like why was that so big of a difference playing on the road in the Bahamas to at home? Like, is that how we're going to play when we go to LSU on a Tuesday night? Yeah. You know, you, you got to, I mean, we saw it last year, or Anthony Black, that team got beat at LSU the first conference game and looked terrible. Terrible. Yeah. I don't think we'll have that problem, mainly because I think in the Bahamas, we were coming off a loss that was not good. Now, I think UNCG, like I've said, I think they're pretty good, but it still looks, the name of it is UNCG. So you're like, dang it, that doesn't look good. Our rotation also wasn't very good in, in Atlantis. I yeah, because you have last to, night we got it. I think you have to. That's another thing too. He's he's when you can plan before the season starts who you think will be the best, but until you're playing and see mm-hmm. spe- specifically how guys play with each other, yeah, then you can then make a decision. All right, we're rotating these guys out, and um, and after I mean Atlanta's too. It's kind of hard when you're in those tournaments where you play every day, and you I mean the Stanford game, even though we won, you know there was. A, bunch of glaring issues there and then you got to flip the next day you also mm-hmm. played super late we had an over was an overtime game or a nearly an overtime game um and you play in like yeah 20 yeah, hour, must hours that's the quickest turnaround he's ever had yeah it was basketball. like he played well they played memphis at night and then played unc that noon mm-hmm. the next day right yeah like so, something 12 like that. hours yeah something like that yeah all right feel good about basketball mm-hmm. we'll talk more about it obviously is we also had some big time recruits there last night so that was we good. did mm-hmm. yeah three yeah, as we get into more of the season, we'll kind of go in more depth. But feel good about it right now. And now we're going to move on to AD's question of the week, and then we'll uh, do some football talk. Question is twofold this week. First part is I would love to hear your thoughts on kind of the process Juracek and Pittman took to get Petrina here. Do you think that they had an idea? Kind of, I'm just after Enos was fired those couple weeks. The Petrina was their target, or do you think that Petrina? Because because I've heard people on Twitter say, "Oh, you know, your check's playing chess and all this stuff." Do you think Petrina was kind of a first choice thing, or do you think that a few other people said no and they went with him because they thought that he'd take it? Secondly, on that, do you think Petrina will be our head coach by the end of next year? So, first part, according to Pittman today in the press conference. He was not on Pittman's list, initial list for a coordinator. Um, Bobby's agent reached out to Pittman okay. and said, would you be interested in Bobby? And then I think that initially got some conversations going. Um, and then they talked and I guess it went, obviously it went well. Um, so according to Pittman today, it was his decision. I don't think you can say it wasn't. You know, yeah, like, yeah, I can't don't that you can sit up there and say, my AD made me hire Bobby. But so, according to that, I do, I think Pittman said that he wanted to hire him. I want to believe that Bobby, that he chose Bobby. I, but I, I don't know if I believe that before Pittman said that today. I think your check probably pushed him a little bit. I don't know. I really don't know. I, I, I want to believe Pittman that he's that he really did want him and think he's going to be good. But and Pittman seemed today in the press conference very nonchalant, kind of that we were hiring mm. Bobby. Like he just like kind of didn't realize what happened twelve years ago, which I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing. But, yeah. Um, and then do I think he'll be our head coach? Uh, no, I don't. 
You don't think so? No. By the end of next year? Mm. I have no idea the answer to your question. I hope that after Enos got hired or fired, that he was not our choice immediately. Well, I asked that because... because they were really bad offensively until the last three games. A and M. Yeah. Yeah. So so. You do you disagree, Chase? Uh I don't I don't disagree that they that they weren't to the level I think they thought they were gonna be with the Petrino. The year before they were 120th in total offense. He got them to like forty. Okay. He was ended up, ended with up being third 50, string, ended up being fifty third. With his third string quarterback. Ended up being fifty third with his third string five star quarterback. Mm. And <laughs> what? <laughs> No, okay. You don't hire an offensive coordinator off of his off of being in the fifties as a scoring guy. That's not. Wait, are we getting into Petrino? Are we getting into it right now? You do yeah, if you've been well. in the hundreds the last two years, but <sighs> no, that you don't. You get a top twenty guy. Oh, he was a top I twenty hope guy. He was, I ago. hope he was not the guy with three games left in the season. I really hope so. I hope. I hope not. What was well, the second part of the? The question? reason I ask is because I I think from what I've heard, we reached out to Marion, the UNLV dude, offensive coordinator. Sounded like we were fourth or fifth on his list. From what we sound. So I'm just wondering, like, the order of events that took place to get to Petrino. Was it because, like, everyone else said no and Petrino was pretty much the only one interested that we thought would be someone decent? Or did a couple people say no and we were like, you know what, Petrino also called. We were The agent thing makes me even more upset about this. I'm not happy about the hire. Let me yeah. just, oh, let well, me just say Let's that. get into it. The second part of the question was, do you think that he'll be the head coach at the end of next year? Yeah, uh, no. Okay. If for some reason, highly high chance that Pittman is not our head coach by the end of the year, it'll be, I hope Travis Williams would be the interim head coach. Anyways, um, the fact that he had to reach out about a job, an SEC office coordinator job, is yeah. actually kind of embarrassing. Well, you know, so also the agent embarrassing? reached out without telling Bobby. That's that's still embarrassing. <laughs> that's embarrassing. The second part of it, which is, I'm, this is all new information, so I'm just, I'm reacting. Go for it. I have said on this podcast before the thing that one of the things that concerns me about Pittman is I don't think he has a lot of relationships with like head coaches yeah. or with like making new connections with coordinators. UNLV thing, he knows Barry Odom. So he's just using the connections that he has that aren't the greatest coaching connections in the world. Why wouldn't you go after like a young guy who top 20 offense who didn't have five star athletes? That's who I would go after. The fact that he wasn't on your list. You and mean then, Bobby when he was here last time? Yeah, 10 years ago, and he hadn't changed his offense since, okay? So, yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't either if it worked. It doesn't. Anyways. We'll get into it. The fact that he had to reach out, the agent, that, to me, that's almost, that's like embarrassing. He should have gone and done the whole trip, researched, interviewed people, talked to some young guys who were in the top 20, top 25. Just like, I, I'm being, not saying he didn't. I just know that. I bet he didn't. It was pretty quick, pretty quick turnaround to get Bobby. But you kind of, you kind of have to be in this day and age. You need to make a decision. I guess. No, you have to. Okay. Trans- people in Missouri the game. I need to. Uh, we will have a coordinator by Wednesday. Yeah. So I just, I, I just don't. I don't like the hire. It's like throwing a hail mary. A program that's burning. Mm-hmm. This is the hail mary to me. You bring in a coach. That got fired for, we all know, really bad reasons. And then the president of the university has to sign something <laughs> to get him hired. It is wild to think about. And, and I, Petrino has said I, this real quick. Petrino yeah. said, I saw a video the other day, and I'm like, this is laughable. He's like, you know, I want to rip off the rearview mirror and move forward. I'm like, dude, the only reason you were hired is because you worked here 10 years ago. Not because you're good at what you do. You were, again... 53rd. You were thinking we're getting 11 wins next year, okay? No, okay. I've because not, you were 53rd. For the record, I have not said 11 53rd wins. as an offense coordinator in the country. I don't care where you were before. You weren't the only reason you got looked mm-hmm. for at this job, and you weren't even looked for. Your agent had to reach out. was because of what you did 12 years ago. That, I, I think it's going to be horrible. I think it's not going to be good. I'm not a Bobby fan morally. Mm-hmm. I, okay, he, <laughs> forgiveness, cool. This is college football. Well, you don't want you our don't guys hire, praying in the end zone. You don't, so. hi- yeah, that's true. <laughs> you, you, you don't hire off of morality. Yeah, this should have been Daniel's guy. This, no, was, no. this was a hire just to get more people to buy tickets next year. It's all well, about the money. It's not going to be a successful year next year. Sorry. For, two things to say. Right off of that, real quick. They, was it right before or after the Petrino <laughs> announcement that they did the Arkansas Edge NIL Collective yeah, announcement? Pretty much the same But day. people 
donated to it because all the nostalgia came back. And there was a poll out there that said, are you happy? There's a guy at work I was talking to. He guessed that the majority of fans would not be happy that Petrino was back. I said, dude, no, they're, 80%. They're static. And the poll People was like 97%. 90% plus. Yeah. People yeah. love it. Um, let's let's go back and let's take a thing. Hold on, real quick. This is back to you. We're at the this is just, we're at the Missouri game and we're sitting in the end zone where Arkansas comes down and all the <laughs> players are praying. Would you say you're like, dude, get up and you? Well, I'm just like we get so hype running out of the A, and then all that adrenaline just goes out the window. Pray in the locker room. <laughs> I was like, dude, he was saying it loud too. Pray in the locker room. I'm sorry. There's I'm a not, pastor sitting in front of us. I know, yeah. and they were not. They were agreeing. They were like, "Yeah, yeah." Pray in the locker room. Okay. What were you saying? Sorry. I just don't think reunions work very well in sports. Like, name a good reunion, like where a coach comes back to a place he didn't do so well at. Give me a. Or reunion. got fired. Name any like Enos. Right, sorry, I don't Enos think was Enos was a reunion. Yeah. Pittman has been a reunion so far, and this wasn't a complete failure by any means. But like Mike. Mike Anderson. Yeah. Reunion. Yeah. Everyone was like, this is the perfect pairing. Gus. It, it, it Gus didn't work Auburn. out. Gus at all. Like reunions. Wanna, I don't I mean, I think. Yeah. I don't think they work very well, well. As offensive coordinator. Yeah, we took him to a national championship as coach too. Oh, well, yeah, but then, they, then they fired him. Yeah, in 2013. It was his first year, right? He won one, right? Didn't he no, no, no. He won his OC. No, he lost and that then one. He, and he took him one there with two plays that were yeah, crazy. Insane. Anyways, I just not a fan of reunions. I don't think they work. It was it was a desperation heave to the end zone. Yeah, and I think this next year might be Pittman's like against last year Auburn. Record. If you're Alabama, no comment. <laughs> Sorry, I opened the Bobby bag. No, it's a good segue. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts, but a couple of mine real quick. I think it's a he seems like he well he says he's changed. I don't know from, and I'm literally talking about football only. I actually don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I don't know. If he actually truly has changed, is that a good or bad thing? Because a lot of the reasons that people really liked his style is because he like tore into everyone. And if you've taken that away and now he's different, is he going to get the same results as he used to? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I also think that I'm... Listen, I think he is, I mean, he came in here last year at Missouri State with guys that were less talented than we were and put up a very good fight. Um, I won't comment on the A&M thing, but... No, I, comment on it. I, he, well, had, he had freaks everywhere. He and, did. I, I, I'm just wondering what the relationship with him and Jimbo looked like. So I'll well. tell you what Bobby said today, which may help okay. your... I don't trust Bobby. ...context a little bit. I don't trust him. They... When Petrino got the job at AM, which was pretty forced on, it seems like now, from like the AD and not a Jimbo hire. What do you mean? For, oh, the, the AD yeah. hired him. Okay. Or a like a, hey, we need to bring this guy. Jimbo made Bobby learn his offense. Jimbo made, okay. So Bobby said he was up till 2 a.m. every night having to memorize Jimbo's offense, having to memorize the play calling, the signals, the formations. It was Jimbo's offense, not Bobby's offense. Bobby may have called the plays. But it was Jimbo's offense, which I actually believe that I would not be one hundred percent. Okay, we'll see. But where but, was where was but, Bobby before? Right before Missouri State. Missouri State. Okay. Yeah. I I just think too. I think one of the bigger issues that no one's really talking about in all this is the line still needs to get fixed. The line still needs to get fixed. I don't care if our offense looks great. If you can't do anything in block, then what is the point of having all these dynamic plays and playmakers? And I, is Kennedy still here? I think he is. As of right now, yeah. Um, I just think there needs to be a significant improvement of that specific area for me to be like remotely excited because until that gets, that was the root of our problems last year or this year, I guess. I think that was a big, I mean, I know our offense looked, but our line pretty much across the board, everyone agreed was bad. And if that doesn't get fixed, I don't really care like who's calling the plays and who our players are, skill players are. Just don't know if it'll work as well as we hope. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you. I think um, with certain parts. Of you don't things. agree with me. No, no, no. Uh, I agree with AD. I, I don't know if Petrino is our coach this year. I don't, I don't know if it makes, or OC this year. I don't know if it makes much of a difference. Like, our line couldn't block for two seconds. Yeah. Um, I don't know if KJ, KJ Jefferson was a great quarterback for Bobby. I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
Um, what I do think Bobby has a chance to be good at is bringing a quarterback that's good and coaching the quarterback. Uh, yes, you have to get probably five new, four, four, three or four new offensive linemen yeah. from the portal, um, which I'm just going to hope Pittman does. Like, yeah. you telling us this is what you're the greatest mm-hmm. online coach in the country. This is your probably last chance to prove it. So I'm going to trust he does that. And I what I have faith in Petrino is just having a good quarterback. Is that going to lead to a lot more wins? I don't I really don't know. I'm not going to say yes or no. I think what this hire did is have 20,000 people in Bud Walton last night <laughs> chant his name. How many offensive coordinators would you have hired that chanted the offensive coordinator's name last night? There's probably no other. But that's that's the thing. It's a right. red and herring. I, it's, it's, I, I agree with you. It's with just that. fluff. It's just fluff. I don't Do agree that's I mean, fluff, but I agree that it's definitely a. It wasn't perception. a. I don't. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it was a perception thing. I don't think he was hired off his current coaching ability. It was definitely. It's all nostalgia. Like, this goes into a whole nother thing. That era, I'm so thankful for that era of football, but it has ruined us as fans. <laughs> Because if you look at the last 25 years, we don't do what happened when Bobby was here. And we've been trying to recreate that ever since, and it ain't going to happen. And we're trying again, and unfortunately, it's not going to happen. So This is the pessimist hog fan right here. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Who who could have he had hired this offseason to make you think, okay, that's probably that may be a good hire. We may be good. I think you... There's there were a couple of smaller or yeah head coaches at small D one schools who yeah I know they're looking for a head coaching job. You offer them who have explosive offenses. You just offer them the bag to come here, with the hopes of you know Pittman's always talking about the next guy. You know I'm, I'm the guy I'm trying to bring in the next guy. Get the guy from Texas State. I think he's getting a lot of head coaching offers, but we're an SEC school. Offer him the the offense coordinator. I think people will be really excited to have him there. Mm. Go to, I don't know, go to even like a D2 school or a D1, is it FBS or FCS, the other one? Mm-hmm. Who has the best offense there? Give me a spread guy who doesn't need a really good offensive line to do something. We didn't do that. I just think we we hired a guy who has no aspirations to go anywhere else. I want a coach, unfortunately, here who wants to go somewhere better. So he's going to coach everything he has to get to the next place. That's the yeah. guy I was hoping we would hire who doesn't, yeah, we don't chant his name at the Duke game, but who cares? I don't care about that. When the seasons happens, I think mm-hmm. people will be. Yeah, like, I don't disagree with any of that. And I said that before we hired Petrino. I would love to have a young head coach who has a good offense that would be a coordinator in the SEC. I agree with that. Because here's the other part that no one thinks about, okay? <laughs> 20 years from now, you hire, like, Bryles. I love Bryles. I know people don't like Bryles. I'm just going to use him as an example. When he becomes a head coach and a pretty good head coach, and it's raining like crazy yeah, outside. Is that the rain? Yeah, it's the rain. He's going to be looking for head coaching jobs eventually, someone like that. I would love for us to be able to have a relationship with him and say, hey, you should consider us. Yeah. Because, like, the young offense coordinators right now, defense coordinators, those guys are the head coaches of the future. Bobby Petrino is not a head coach of the future for anyone. That's Probably his co- last head coaching job head was Missouri past. State. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, like the Marion, the Liberty of coordinator. I think the uh, Kansas offensive coordinator went somewhere today. I think he took a oh, job. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I would have loved any of those guys. I but, mean, but. I, I think it's one of those it, it there's no debate. It injected it injected life into the Arkansas crowd. There was 100%. I mean, last, last Friday, last Friday Saturday, people were like, was it after the North Carolina game? Everyone was so depressed. And then you go, what, four days, five days later, and if you beat Duke, Petrino's in the house, you hire him. I mean, NIL Collective made whatever amount of money. It yeah, injected. think about how much hope we're building up for a four and eight season again next but year. But no, what I'm saying is from the, like, you're a checks perspective. You're sitting there and you're like, hmm. We've I need had to save three, my job. We've had three or four guys, or Pittman even. We've had three or four guys turn us down. Petrino, who has been very clear and was clear in the press conference that he, like, Wants to win here. He wants redemption. I think he'll be more um, engaged, passionate, whatever the word you want to use here than he was at AM. Um, and Pittman said he's going to let him run it. 
I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> Pittman's like, yeah, man, yeah. Cole Pittman's definitely a hands-off type of coach. So, anyways, I yeah. talked a lot on the. No, I, I think You're everybody passionate. made good points, and I think those three points are probably the three points made in general of of the Petrino hire. Yeah. I think there are people out here that are not excited about it. I think there are people out there that love it, and I was I was laughing last night uh, at the basketball game. The some of the student section had Bobby written out on their yeah skin no or whatever. I'm like. Those kids were like six when yeah. he was our coach. Yeah. I don't even remember Bobby. Yeah. This was just like, this was like a reality TV hire. It was like the most simple form of entertainment to get our crowd excited. I'm like, guys, I just, I don't see it. Well, Personal opinion. I'm all in on it. So. Let's, let's do, before we pick games, let's just do, uh, what do we think? Earliest prediction of next year's record. Realistically, Chase. Record and. Record for next year's football. Give me your. Let's do ceiling and floor. What's our ceiling? Legit, Chase. Not not eleven wins. I, you I won't set it for you. Yeah, you text it. I won't set it for you. Yeah, you set your joke. ceiling, and we'll set ours. Ad, you want to go first? Mm. I'll go first. I know it. Okay. I'm I looking think at the our games. Floor is. I mean, I think our floor is three wins. Uh, that would be not winning any SEC games and then losing the uh, Oklahoma State game mm-hmm. and then winning three bad games, assuming you beat Pine Bluff. I hope, um, we, I hope we do that. I think our ceiling with Bob Petrino at the OC, um, with assuming Travis Williams comes back, which I think is huge. Yes. Um, and... and Retaining those players, I think our ceiling is eight wins. I think that's our ceiling. Like regular season? Yeah, regular season. I think that's our ceiling. I think that is a great year for us next year. I think where we're historically it'd be one of our best. Uh yeah. It'd be a good season. Last ten historically. Fifteen years. Yeah. Last ten years with yes, with bad coaches, yes. And yeah, according to y'all, we still have one. But <laughs> I didn't say Pippen was a bad coach. Yeah, uh, I think your ceiling's eight, and I just, well, right now, if you give me six wins, I'm, I mean, ceiling's eight, floor is, is three. Uh, I'm going to say floor is four, ceiling is seven. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to do really close, floor three. I just don't see us. You think our, I, seal, our floor is four <laughs> and our ceiling's three? three? No, 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 floor <laughs> three, ceiling I would say six, but seven bowl game win. Yeah. I, I project us to go five and seven next year. That's my prediction. If we're just saying like five and seven. But that's the thing too is like if we have a bad portal the next month, mm-hmm. eight will not be my ceiling. I, I am hoping and thinking Petrino can go get a good quarterback. And if not, Coach Jacoby and have at least have confidence in him that he could be a good quarterback. I mean, I love our the home schedule is cool next year, but there's a pretty good potential all four of those SEC SEC teams are ranked when they come in here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So <laughs> that record will it'll change. change. It'll change. Yeah. yeah, it will change. Yeah, it'll probably go up. But for yeah, you, for you no, for you and Max, <laughs> like two weeks when before the season starts, you'll be at ten wins. Mm, probably the week we'll before. We'll do like the. We'll do like the. Hey, the we day this before game, this game, the, and you're like, we win all the 50-50 games this year. The oh. day before the UAPB game, Max and Chase can be looking at well, like hotels for the like, national yeah, championship. <laughs> I do think we are due to win closer one one possession games this year. But sure, yeah, that's fair. So maybe ten. Wins. I mean, if Pittman <laughs> learns how to manage timeouts, yeah, you're right. We will. That's why. Anyway, here. <laughs> sure. All right, moving on. Game picks. All right, conference championship week. A uh, little update on the rankings. What time are we at? Seven o'clock. Well, like the we. I I started about ten minutes early. Okay. All right. So we're Sorry, good. Chase. Sorry. Um. All right, moving on to game picks. It is conference championship week in college football. Uh, update on records. We did not pick last week, so the week before, um, I went eight and three. AD went eight and three. Daniel went eight and three. Oh, really? Yep. 
Yeah, Eddie and I picked the same games, and then you won one that we didn't and lost one that we didn't. So uh, overall records, I'm 37 and 19. Eddie is 37 and 19. DMAT is 34 and 22. So three games back. I would pick Iowa this week. Weekend. I maybe should. Um, so we got five <laughs> games, and then we will do a little prop bet for a pick as well. Ooh, okay, that should be fun. Um, all right, first game on Saturday. Um, there's a game Friday. Oklahoma State and Texas. We are picking the spreads for all five games. Oklahoma State and Texas. Texas is minus fifteen and a half. I will take Texas on that. Oklahoma State. I know that. They're a very strange team. They got destroyed by, was it South Alabama? Uh, they got destroyed by UCF, gave up like what, 45 mm-hmm. or 52 to them. Um, Texas' offense is, is, I just do not think Oklahoma State's going to stop them. I think Texas will get a few stops, so I'm going to say like 45 to 24 or something like that, 52 to 31. Yeah, I will take Texas mm-hmm. as well, only because I think – they, I don't know if they're automatically winning in. I think they should be, but I think they're going to score as many points as they can. Yep. They're going to try to make a statement with that yeah. game. I, I haven't watched much of Texas. Uh, I've watched them early and then I watched them play a and, uh, Texas Tech. I think they're really good against the run, and Oklahoma State has a really good running back, which concerns me. But since my record's so bad, I'm going to pick Oklahoma State to cover. 15 and a half, right? Yeah, I think they'll cover. All right, Friday night game. Or I know this may be Saturday too. Louisville and Florida State. Well, Kentucky just beat Louisville. Two and a half, by the way. Mm. Gosh. I I don't – it's weird. I don't know. Did y'all watch that Florida-Florida State game last week? That was – I honest – I could see Louisville winning, but if – just because Kentucky beat Louisville, I, wa- I watched part of that game. It didn't impress me a whole lot, Louisville, so I will take Florida State. That'll be an interesting discussion if they get in or not. Two and a half? Mm-hmm. Florida State? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take Florida State. Okay. Um, I think I will too, only really because of what I just said with Texas. I think yeah. Florida State's probably an automatic if they win. I don't know how you keep that out of a 13-0 and Power 5 conference champion, but backup looks okay. Yeah. Not great, but again, I don't know if Louisville is great. I think yeah, they have a good record, but... I don't think they played I think this is probably like a ugly, hard-to-watch game that Florida <laughs> State kind of wins by like like at the end. Yeah. Six yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, all right. Michigan and Iowa. Oh gosh! What's the spread. Um. So What's here we'll be. This is our. We will pick the two things in this game. We will pick twice in this game. Michigan and Iowa. Michigan's favored by twenty-one and a half. <laughs> so we'll pick that first. We will also be betting Iowa first half points. What do you think it is? I think they'll score three points in the first half. That's what I was going to say, but I'm. Um... So uh, the line is 0. 0.5. <laughs> First half points for Iowa. That is so bad. <laughs> I'm actually, you know what? I got nothing to lose. I think that they're going to score. You do, though. I know. No. I think they're going <laughs> to score. And this, <laughs> I cannot believe I'm saying this. I'm losing all credit. Shocker. They're going to score 10 points. Oh, my. On a trick play. So you're going to say over. And a field goal. Yeah, over. Over the first half, right? First half. I'm yeah. going to say okay. over the first half, too. I'm I gonna think pick they'll Michigan. get something in the first half. I'll put, yeah, for sure. I'm going to yeah, pick I'll Michigan. Pick okay. Michigan yep. to cover. I'm going to say over in Michigan. I think we're all mm. saying that probably. You're saying, yeah, I'm, I'll probably, yeah, I think I'll do that as well. I don't know why. I could see this being just a really dirty game, uh, not dirty, messy, like a really messy game and it being close. M- Michigan is so much better than them, mm-hmm. but. I would just kind of like all them corn-fed boys. They just fight. This would be a hard game to play for Michigan. Yeah, like, right? Yeah. Iowa lost Your 30, big game was last week. Yeah. Iowa lost 31 to nothing to Penn State. Yeah. So, I, I'm going to take, yeah, over in Michigan. All right, Oregon and Washington, Friday night game. Washington, or I'm sorry, Oregon is favored by 10. Well, 
Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, dang. They played earlier in the year, and Washington won by two, correct? One by two at home. By two at home, yeah. Um, I do think Washington has gotten... It's been weird how many of these close games they're winning. Mm-hmm. I think Oregon will win, but I will pick Washington to cover. I think it'll probably be a touchdown game. I think Oregon will probably be up two touchdowns most of the game, and Washington will hit a field goal or like a touchdown towards the end to make it a one possession, and Oregon will either run out the clock or something like that. I think Oregon blows them out, and Bo Pinnock's or <laughs> that'd be a sweet quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I think I'm blanking on his name. Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Yeah. yeah, I said. I mean, they're the last names actually <laughs> yeah. are pretty similar. Yeah. Bo Nix will win the Heisman, and they will blow Washington out. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I don't know about mm-hmm. the Heisman thing because I he probably will. I think Jaden Daniels deserves yeah. it. But yeah, I guess, he's not playing this weekend. I know. Yeah. yeah, I think they're gonna win. I don't know if it'll be a blowout. I think it'll be more than ten though. So I'll yeah, take I'm. Mm-hmm. I say blowout in a conference game. I a conference championship. I'm thinking like 14, 17, somewhere around yeah. there. But you're right. Washington just hangs around in games and then wins. So I just think their luck might run out. Like I'm not very confident in that. I would also rather that. Oregon win too because I think Oregon in the playoff will give an S- Georgia maybe a run for their money. Yeah. Oregon Texas would be fun. Washington's pass defense is terrible. They're so bad. Yeah. All right, last game: Georgia and Alabama. Georgia's favored by five and a half. Georgia has not beaten Alabama in this championship, right? Or have uh, they? I think they beat them once. They right? beat them once. Okay. Last year. Right? Yeah. But they didn't play. Ba- Did they play Bama? No, they played LSU. No, they played LSU. I don't they think. Them the year before that? Or did they lose them that year? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Alabama has improved a lot. Merrill's gotten better. Um, just hard for me to pick against Georgia. Um, I think. Foresee the game similar to Georgia's games this year. Alabama might jump on them seven nothing, ten nothing. Um, I think Georgia will ride the storm. And what's the spread? What'd you say? Five and a half. Yeah, I think they'll cover that. Georgia. Hmm. Yeah. I think they'll win by probably a touchdown. This game is hard. It's, it's very really difficult. Hard. It's very difficult. Milrose balling. He is. He's confident. The uh, there's probably twenty NFL players playing yeah. in this game. Currently, for each team, for each team, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Bama, not only to cover but to win. Does Bama get in if they beat Georgia? You think they should? I mean, that would be a huge argument. I, I, so the thing with Bama is if Bama wins and you say they should get in, Texas beat them. In Texas, if Texas wins, they should. Right. So then you would have Texas and Bama, or you, you have could, Michigan or, as an automatic. You would have yeah. Florida State as an automatic. Automatic, so yeah. you're gonna leave out Georgia, and then you gotta put. You're gonna in leave out Pac-12 champions. Oregon, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be weird. Yeah, it's a crazy year. Yeah. There needs to be some losses. <laughs> I think yeah. If, yeah. I, I, I would like. I think the worst team of those teams we just mentioned is Florida State. Easy. That's they the thing do. about Florida State; they could win, but does the committee go okay? They're not. Winning. Their Heisman quarterback though is out, and they yeah scratched over some cupcakes these last few weeks. Yeah. I would actually people I mean Florida State would be so mad. I would take them out. Be, because you I want mean, the best be some, you want the best product on the field and it's like come on. What yeah, we, yeah like, but then on, you just do you send the signal for future that uh, it doesn't really matter if you're yeah, power games five don't matter. Yeah. Maybe the first matter. time maybe the first time it ever happens. Yeah. Power five. It'd be that'd be tough. Yeah if I don't really matter I don't know if that matters because you're Next year you go to twelve teams. Well, here okay, I can real see quick, Texas winning and being left out. Real personally. quick, yeah, real quick about this. I don't think like everyone's like, oh, I'm so tired of the four team system. People, this is the same thing, the same argument for the two teams. It's the same thing for the four teams, and it's going to be the same thing for twelve teams. It doesn't matter how far you move it. You're always going to have teams yeah. in think that sixty four bracket like basketball. Yeah, there's always there will always be an argument for who or who not who mm-hmm. doesn't yeah. get in. Right now we'd be arguing on the fourteenth ranked team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I think. 12 teams that makes it fun is those four games are at home. Yeah, so yeah, top that's true. four seeds yeah. get by. Those next four get home games. That'd and be, this, this that'll scenario. That'll be sweet next year when we host Texas. For- Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yeah. The 12, we'll be, we're going to be a top four seed? No, we'll be like a like a seven seed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Top Got four it. get bys. 
next for having oh, a yeah, game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, trivia? Uh, I didn't make my pick, so, oh, yeah. oh, oh, but sorry. I'm going to pick uh, Georgia. Okay. You got a couple uh, picks there. You can swing it your way. Yeah. Have to. Um, trivia, multiple choice. What was our plus minus score against SEC teams this year? A, 98, or sorry, A, minus 98, B, minus 81, C, minus 101, D, minus 71, E, plus 1. Uh, I'm going to take the, what was the 80 number? 81. I was going to say that as well, but just for sake of variety, I'll do 71. Okay. Or E. Or E plus one. <laughs> Sick. Uh, then you're taking it next year. Oh, yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> um, what was our plus minus score against SC teams this year? Minus 98. Oh, gosh. That is horrible. Oh, is that I the biggest? Know. Oh, frick. I should have known that. I did not take the A&M game into account. Shoot. Well, what really hurt it was the Missouri blowout. Well, that's like 76.72 right there. I did not think of the A&M game. Yeah. yeah, before I got to Missouri and Auburn, it was like, Close. Eight. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Okay. So we'll break down basketball, some more basketball next week, and probably some more portal news and coaching news, and see everybody next week. Peace. See ya. Thanks for making it to the end of this episode of Hogball. You can listen to every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. And make sure to give us a follow on Twitter slash X at Hogball Podcast. Go Hawks.